0: Welcome to it. Welcome to day 2. How are you doing today, Bruce? Well, healthy alive.
1: I'll have to give my actual greeting tomorrow, the one I want to give. I'm I'm a bit um, disappointed, shall we say, in some of the uh, policies that have already been enacted, in the executive orders. Uh, for example, the, the ending of the Keystone pipeline which is damaging both to our economy and Canada's that that's kind of a big deal and I'm I'm in oil territory I mean that was kind of a big deal for uh the area I live and in fact the town I grew up in that's a big deal I mean they have something like uh 250 to 500 million um barrel storage I believe I mean it's it's a lot of storage that they have in that town and um I, I don't know what it means for them. I mean, that town's already on a on a down downhill spiral to begin with because the refinery was removed. Uh, but uh, yeah, well,
0: <laughs> welcome to it. That's what that's what we say in the opening. Welcome to it. yeah, welcome yeah. to it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Keystone Pipeline. Also, I thought maybe you were going to be a little upset about some of the other things that have gone through. The, uh, for example, the, um, the White House has now changed their website to uh, ask for your preferred pronoun uh, if you're uh, going to put forth a, a request for anything. So I, I thought maybe that was one of the things you were upset about. I mean, that one is so
1: trivial. And, and when it comes to actual like economic destruction that one has a direct effect
0: on people's lives, whereas that one is just an inconvenience. Yeah, an inconvenience. Listen to this. So if you put in a request to the White House, which anybody can do uh, to, to call in and, and whatever, I mean, you can call the switchboard anytime you want. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Someone will always pick up. Supposedly, we have government for, of, and by the people. Supposedly, uh, if you were to look at the inauguration numbers, you would think differently. But um, yeah, YouTube, they've actually, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, YouTube, there's been so many dislikes on the Biden inauguration and the press conferences and his virtual swearing-ins today that they're probably going to end up removing. There's so many dislikes to those videos that they have actually delisted the videos themselves. They're not able to be found. So you have maybe a couple of thousand likes and then like 15 or 20,000 dislikes. There was one yesterday that was like 36,000 dislikes for the press conference and a couple of thousand likes. And so the videos were being delisted. So YouTube was actually going in. I watched them do this. YouTube was actually going in and they were deleting the dislikes. So they were removing it. So so it wouldn't look as bad. If you listen to the address that he
1: gave, um, he's talking about unity and all that stuff and blah blah blah. At the same time, he's calling you as a conservative a Nazi and a you know exactly uh, insurrectionist exactly and, exactly. Well, th- but no, we that's
0: fine. we have to come together. We have to come. We together. have we have to come together. But nothing says insurrection like we don't want Biden. We want revenge. And by the way, that's not the Proud Boys saying that. That's not the it's not the right wing out there saying that. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, the uh, the preferred pronoun. So now, if you want to. Um, if you want to contact the White House. These are your options. I, I thought I would go down through these. These are your options. If you want to uh, contact the uh, the White House, you have to select one of these. She, her, he, him, they, them. And this is where it gets interesting. Other. I'm not sure what other is. And then prefer not to share. Um, OK, is this like a is this like a digital application? Th- this is on. The, I'm looking at their website, like on their their screenshot here of their website. I got it pulled up here on okay, the other so screen.
1: Sometimes when you press other, it lets you
0: fill in the blank yourself. Um, oh. Sometimes uh, it pops up something, so did, did, no, it's yeah. entirely possible. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's yeah. They, okay, so I'm assuming it will go to at some point. It'll go to this. It'll go to the um uh the, the following of z zim zir zis z self z self. You know that the here here here's him herself. That yeah, it's it's gonna go to that at some point. I would imagine, but uh, yeah. Cisgender stuff as well. Yeah, it's just all that stuff is. It's just meant that it's just there to confuse you. Which I think Facebook has like what seventy different genders you can pick from, or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Keystone pipeline. So yeah, that's gone. You can forget that. Which he said that. Well, what was it? He said he has no plans to to go after fracking or anything like that. Of course, he said that in Pennsylvania. Right. A- at the same time, he was saying he wasn't
1: going to do that. But then he was saying we have to get rid of oil. And gas by, what
0: was it, 2030? Hmm. Uh, Well, he's actually, he's pushed that forward to um, 24 months. So he plans to phase out all fossil fuels by 2023. What happens if a state doesn't? What happens if a state says, um, well, is well, part of the other executive orders that President Joe Biden has put through to solve all these problems that that we've been facing over the last you know four years. We've rejoined the Paris Accords. You have to abide by those. And also we've gotten ourselves back into the World Health Organization, which he's appointed a new liaison to that. We'll get to that here in just a few minutes. You're going to love the liaison that has been appointed by Joe Biden between the U.S. and the World Health Organization. You're going to love this person uh, because this is I mean, th- this is a stellar, individual. The track record speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. But anyway, we're talking about Keystone right now. Uh, The Biden administration got down to work immediately on Wednesday. uh, One of its first orders of business was to put a halt to the Keystone XL pipeline project at the dismay of U.S. manufacturers. Hell, the Canadians came out and were begging Trudeau. They said, don't do this. Do not under any circumstances do this. Hell, I don't even think Trudeau wanted to do that initially. I mean, I know that he's a whatever, but uh, he's on board with the whole reset and all that stuff with Schwab. I mean, I got a clip of him here sitting here saying it, but I don't think he even wanted that because that's going to tear up Canadian businesses that are left that are already wanting his head. So, uh, I mean, this guy's just going, uh, just going him. And and it's worse than that, actually. It's worse than that. If you think it just stops with the Keystone Pipeline, you're, you're sorely mistaken. As of 20 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, Reuters has confirmed that the Biden administration suspends federal oil and gas permitting. So you can forget energy independence. You can forget that. We were energy independent for all Trump's faults. We were energy independent under him. He did make that possible. And now it looks like we're going to wind and solar. I I don't know of any uh, jet airliners or ships that can operate on wind and solar. I don't know of any shipping companies or rail lines that can operate off of wind and solar. Uh, Again, I would ask, um, what happens if a state... What happens if,
1: you know, I don't know, the pipeline, you know, all the states it goes through, what if they just say, uh, no, we're going to continue doing it? We don't care well, if they're, you're going to federally license it or not. What are you going to do? You're going to send in the federal troops to come in? We got National Guard. You can't, I mean, he can't actually come in with troops to do anything to, to stop them.
0: Not legally, no, but since when do these people no. give a damn about the law? They, they illegally stole an entire government. So what do they care about some damn law? Biden revoked a cross-border permit granted by the Trump administration to carry out the project, which National Association of Manufacturers President Jay Timmons characterized as a missed opportunity for the U.S. manufacturing sector. The Keystone XL project would employ 10,000 union workers for pipeline construction. I thought they were all about the working people, the workers, the families. Isn't that what they say? Working families? Isn't that what they always say? Oh, yes. We're all for working American families. They don't give a damn about working American families, not one bit. They want you poor and starving. So you go to them for any kind of help. That's what they want. Just real quick before uh, we
1: get too far from it. Uh, Just for fun, I pulled up some of those Biden's inaugural videos. You know, I have two, three, four, five, six from all mainstream medias, C-SPAN, all those, all of them are in the negatives. I mean, like the the, we're we're talking thousand for some of them, uh, three thousand. There's
0: thousands more dislikes than there are likes. I thought 80, 81 million people voted for this joker. Mm -hmm. Seems to me that if a large, a large group of people that are afraid of a virus that want to live their lives virtually, they would want to tune in. Right. Common sense would would tell you that. Yeah. Common sense would tell you that. And he was but, calling for unity, as we were saying. Oh, yes. So, yes, I of mean, course, yeah. it should unity. be
1: it should be viewed yeah. as great. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Real uniter. Yeah. Uh, additionally, it would spur renewable energy projects, operate with net zero emissions, and improve our energy security, Tim and said in a statement. This is about if we were to do the Keystone pipeline. Rebuilding our economy will require us to invest in infrastructure of all types, including Keystone XL. Manufacturers have a strong commitment to responsible environmental stewardship and protecting our environment, does not require us to walk away from this job creating opportunity. How do I say this? Part of this deal, and I've got a compilation that we're going to be playing tomorrow on the exclusive of all the world leaders, Biden included, that are saying build back better. And if you were to go and look up what build back better means, it doesn't include projects like Keystone. It doesn't include projects like self-sufficiency for energy independence for your nations. Doesn't include any of that because they want us living on their plantation. That's right. Plantation. They want us as their slaves living, if we're allowed to live, that is, living on their plantations their way. So that's why we get the junk cars, the junk electric cars that don't work. That's why we get the solar panels. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I can't bash on solar panels too much. And let me explain why. I have solar panels put on. I I had them put on. And they're great. They're fantastic. But here's the deal about solar panels and wind energy. And I was even told the best way to do this is actually a windmill if you can put one of those in. But good luck in a residential area getting one of those tall windmills put in. They won't have it. You can do the little ones, though. They have
1: yeah, smaller can the, ones
0: that are... Yeah, you can yeah. do the little ones, but still, the noise even so. I mean, with the houses here as close mm-hmm. as they are, it's just, yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah. the solar panels, though, went with solar panels and it was done through a, a government thing. I mean, all I had to do is fill out the uh, the papers and everything and hell, and have them put on and then got handed 4000 in cash for doing it. And I think the the panels themselves were even covered. So the programs were there. And, and let me tell you, those things work on an individual basis. They do. They do. But they don't... Work as an energy alternative for the masses. Doesn't work like that. So, this right here, how many jobs, let me ask you this, Bruce, if this pipeline deal were to be fully constructed and, and built, because it's going to run right down through where you're at, how many jobs would this create? And how much would that better the entire area where you live? Well, the, the actual number of jobs, I don't know, because I don't know how many businesses would
1: start. But the actual installation of the pipeline, you're talking 60,000 jobs just from the installation. So, you know, anything past that, Union I don't know jobs. How many jobs I would create. Union jobs. Yeah, union jobs. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's There's so many businesses around here. I've got family that run uh, some gas. They go in and check for gas leaks and that kind of stuff along the pipelines. You have a bunch of startups that would do that kind of stuff. So I don't know. There, there, there could be – you're talking thousands more on top of that. Well, it would uh, just grow because –
0: yeah, the whole point was to run this from Canada to run it down through to uh, across the U.S. to process it down in Texas and down around where you're at to the refineries.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you have to monitor all those uh, the pipelines and everything. So you would have businesses that would go in and just monitor. You would have repair businesses, businesses that would go in and, you know, if there was a leakage, they would go in and clean it up, you know, any of those kind of things. Uh, you have a number of businesses that would spur from that, not to mention the businesses that uh, would process it and then use it for other pr- uh, products, like you know the plastics or uh, medicines or whatever. I don't know. This, this don't, is a big. There's a big chain here.
0: Yeah, but don't worry because Joe Biden says that he's going to transition from fossil fuels in the next 24 months the next 24 months. If you cut what? fossil fuels yeah, to what? If, exactly. If you cut fossil fuels in the United States or hell, any other developed nation for that matter, by 10 percent, the economies are going to crash. They're going to crash overnight, overnight. That's not a debate. That Those are hard numbers. You can go ask any economist out there and they'll tell you the same thing. So let me ask a question. Is he in with Russia? Russia's economy no. is based on $80 no. a gallon or, well, or think, excuse me, um, $80 a barrel. a a barrel. Okay. I I think, I think this is okay. So here's, here's what he can do. And this is why Obama, right? Because Obama rejected this project back in 2015. If you remember that, the reason he rejected it is because why? Because that pipeline project would not have been built. The U S wouldn't have had the processing and enrichment of that oil, those petroleum products coming out of Canada because of why? Well, if there's no project to run that raw material down through the U.S. to be processed in our refineries, and for us to benefit from it, for the Canadians to benefit from it, well, then what do you have to do? You have to load it up on train cars, don't you? Uh-huh. And then, of course, if you load it all up on train cars, well, then you have to transport it somewhere. Well, the Canadians don't have any refineries to deal with this type of uh, this type of volume. So, Let me see. You're going to truck all that, or excuse me, you're going to put all that on rail cars and you're going to send it out west to British Columbia. And then it's going to get loaded on tankers and it's going to go straight to China. That's where it's going to go. And just on a side note, who owns the rail lines? And anybody can go and look this up. I mean, as a matter of fact, we looked at it. And the only reason I'm sitting here rattling it off is because we looked at it back in 2015. Who owns the rail lines in Canada that would carry that oil? Well, it's a company called the Santa Fe Railway. Oh well, now, who owns majority stake in that? Oh, what's well, Berkshire Hathaway. Well, now who owns Berkshire Hathaway? Oh, it's Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. Huh? Oh boy. Oh now, now with that Keystone pipeline gone, well, I mean they're just going to have to go back in there and they're going to have to move all that by rail now, aren't they? Across Canada, over to British Columbia, onto the tanker ships, and over to China. See how this works? Build back better, my ass. And by the way, the um, conservative resource that you can go online and use, uh, also known as
1: uh, Wikipedia. I'm being facetious. It is not I was going to say,
0: that's that's conservative since when? <laughs> since, the, yeah. since the Biden administration took over?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, actually, uh,
1: if you want to consider how far left they're going to go, Wikipedia could be considered conservative because the Overton window would get shifted so far to the left. But anyway, let's just say you want to Google Build Back Better and go to the Wikipedia page. Well, there's a list of things that, uh, I don't know, it's a UN program. It's a a uh, disaster relief organization. Uh, it's the slogan for Biden. Bill Clinton used it in uh, Haiti. The Philippines use it. Uh, Singapore. Oh wait, Singapore. It's a conspiracy it. theory.
0: Hmm. Build back better, right? That's that's a conspiracy theory.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there there there's no connection there. It's 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 all just you know happenstance that they kind of go together.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to uh, uh, to some more of the. Uh, the administration's decisions. Okay, let's let's look at this one, right? So the US, now we'll probably dig into this more later in, in uh, probably next week when we uh, we get some more information on it. But uh, the US per uh, the executive order has rejoined the Paris Accord, so you can forget about any kind of a energy independence and Bruce, didn't you do some uh, some research on that and literally we've been living the Paris agreements because that would require us to be closed. Basically we would be closed Most of the year, we'd only be open ninety days. Ten months a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sixty days a year. Okay, all right. It's even worse than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. You would have to do this over ten
1: years. By the way, so over ten years, you would have to be closed ten months of the year and only open for two. Even the um, UN. Even the UN.
0: Yeah. Even the UN says the U.S. is way ahead of most of these other countries as far as reducing emissions. Mm -hmm. Why should we
1: be punished? For another country's malfeasance. Why Uh, why should we be punished for China? or? Yeah, exactly. Where's China? Where's India? Yeah. Why should we be punished for them? And India is actually working on cleaning up their act. You know, they're they're working that direction. But, uh, I mean, they're a developing nation. They're just now starting to pull, since the 90s, they've been able to pull... I forget how many millions of people out of poverty because they've gone to capitalism, but, you know, they're still developing, they're still moving forward. And it's the same thing here. We went through a time of, uh, heavy pollutants and then, you know, over the last 40 years or so, we've reduced it down to levels that, um, are well, is far lower than we've had probably in 60 or 70 years, we've done immense strides in reducing our pollution, uh, you know, carbon footprint. And we've done it. Through innovation. We've done it without any kind of mandates, without any kind of we've been doing it as um, uh, things became more efficient. How we've learned uh, with like uh, coal plants, we learned to make them more clean to where they only emit uh, CO2 or, or excuse me, they don't emit CO2. We, we grab that with scrubbers and are able to reprocess the CO2 and use it, uh, reuse it. And only water vapor is uh, emitted from those. Or really, I, I don't know why we aren't going to, um, as uh, Ned pointed out here recently, the the cesium reactor, which is a thorium reactor, what I've been talking about all the time. Why, why are we
0: doing something like that? Don't we need helium-3 to power that, though? No, that's, uh, that's for fusion. Fusion. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, You. I've heard you talk about thorium and stuff like that before. I mean, we've, we've talked about that on morning shows, but I thought that was the one we needed uh, H3 for.
1: No, the, the, the thorium would be a fission reactor, whereas the helium would be needed for H3, or excuse me, the hydrogen 3 would need to be uh, uh, for the, the fusion process. Uh, I got you. And that's okay. where they take, and they would... Uh, the reason that the H3 is so important is it has extra was it protons or or whatever it is that that's what the three designates it's it's heavy and we're able to use that to turn it into hydrogen and then back into helium and back and forth that's the whole fusion process It, it converts the two back and forth that's where you get the energy release and controlling that fusion process, we're unable to do it right now until we get AI up to
0: snuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move over into the stellar organization, right? Uh, now, thank God, before it was too late, thank God Biden got us back into this. Thank God he did. The US has officially rejoined the World Health Organization uh, of Beijing. I'm sorry, of the United Nations. Or was I mis- was I mistaken? Did I, did I have a Freudian slip there? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Sometimes with all this information coming in, it's just, yeah, it just slips my mind. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has just been appointed the liaison to the WHO is that correct is that correct yeah oh that's 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 fantastic that's fantastic i can't i can't tell you how excited I am that, that he has been given this position. And I, I can't wait to see some of the work that he's going to be doing. Uh, he told the World Health Organization this morning that President Biden will not be directing the U.S. to leave or cease funding to the public health organization. And I'm quoting here. Yesterday, President Biden signed a letter retracting the previous administration's announcement to withdraw from the WHO. And, you know, I, Trump pulled us out of that organization for the reason I just said. Uh, that's an organization that's basically been taken over by the Chinese Communist Party. So why on earth would we be involved in such a thing, or any sane nation be involved in such a thing? Former President Donald Trump announced in May that the U.S. would depart from the World Health Organization. At that time, Trump highlighted many serious concerns that the U.S. had with the WHO, including their alarming lack of independence from the People's Republic of China, which whether or not Trump said that all you have to do is go and look at some research. Look at the way that the hell, look at the way that they behave from the start of that. Look at the way that they behave. The U.N., my God, the U.N. Human Rights Council. China has a seat or two on that council. How on earth is that legitimate? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and I'm starting to wonder about some of these other Western nations. On top of it, yeah, I mean, we just here recently said China uh, with
1: how they're treating the uh, the Uyghurs there, it's genocide. We labeled it genocide. We're the only nation that's done that now. Bruce, uh, that be was careful. the last. Uh, you
0: might get sanctioned. Be careful. You might get so <laughs> right. you
1: won't be able to go to China. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I was planning on going up there here recently. Go to the Wuhan
0: lab. Honestly, that's, I would um, like. I would really help fund. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to go to China someday. I, honestly, I really would. I, I would love to. But yeah. what well, once not, the CCP is yeah, out. Once they're gone and they've got democratic rule in that country, they don't go. They don't go. I would love yeah, to go to Cuba. Beautiful yeah. architecture up there. They do. They do. And there's a lot of history. We're talking 5,000 years of history there. To somebody like me, that's fascinating. That is fascinating. I would love to go and, and to tour all of that and to learn about it more in depth I mean it, because going there and actually seeing it going into the, uh, the the museums and and um and actually learning about that cultures is it's fascinating to me I would really love to do that but not now not until those people are gone uh same thing with Cuba I would love to go to Cuba Cuba's a beautiful country regardless of the the government down there I don't even know who in the hell's running Cuba these days it was uh is Raul Raul died didn't he Maybe Magul? Mario? Magul? I pfft, I don't know. Oh, I sure. know that Raul passed. Of course, Fidel did. And Raul passed, which was his brother. And I, I don't know who grabbed power down there. I mean, we haven't really heard much else about it uh, since that happened. But anyway... Uh, but yes, all these things are happening. We're back in the Paris Accords. We've got personal pronouns. Now, when you go to the White House webpage, Uh we've got uh, virtual everything. So you can't go there anymore. Uh, I mean, it's you know, you take part. I mean, that's democracy, apparently uh, virtually virtual democracy is what we have now. And, you know, a lot of people are excited about this. Bruce, are you excited about all this? There's a side of me that actually is excited
1: about this. Uh, I'm I'm excited about some of this because I'm hoping it will get conservatives off their, their asses and get them out there and, uh, I don't know, maybe vote. I don't know. Maybe even run for office themselves. Um, maybe, I don't know, petition their government or peacefully protest, uh, they, they, you know, air their grievances. I mean, something. I would, I'm would i hoping that they will
0: stand up and, I don't know. Man. Nah, I game's mean, on. got, we, we, got, uh, we, got, we, got we got the Browns versus the Eagles this week, man. I don't even know if well, that's true. I'm just they they did do the Tea Party. We, we did have the Tea Party movement. They yeah, did they make hijacked. some way. Yeah, but it got they, hijacked by those degenerates
1: in, in the GOP. They did. But here's the catch. Obama, in his uh, biography, memoir, whatever it was, he actually said the Tea Party was a thorn in his side. He wanted to do a lot of things that he – more things that he was unable to because of the Tea Party. I mean that that's a, that's a stamp of approval there, an endorsement before the Tea Party. If more people in the Tea Party knew that and went back to a grassroots kind of a thing, and I don't know, maybe go back to the Constitution and hold our politicians up to that standard, we wouldn't be in this place that we're in currently. But you know, I, I live in fairytale land. So
0: you look at this time and you have to ask yourself the question: Was Obama really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong. He, he was. He was because we're in this position now because of what he did. Uh, and believe me, there's plenty of blame to go before that. Bush. Oh my. Uh, my God, Bush. Clinton, and then Bush's father. Believe me, I'm not playing sides here by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. There's plenty of blame to go along with that. Uh, with all of that, a couple of Bushes, both of them war criminals, as far as I'm concerned. Clinton bombing the Serbs. Are you out of your mind? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Now. I ask if you were excited about Joe Biden. Apparently, you're not. You're not excited about Biden. You're excited about maybe this is a good thing to get conservatives up off the couch. Maybe. OK, I can I see mean, that. In a
1: sense, it, I am excited in a, in a sense because, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have happened without Biden cheating and oh, excuse me, the there was no stand fraud. I mean, it just no, there was no, no, there <laughs> was no standard. There's no evidence of that. There's baseless. Claims. True. There's no evidence. My, my, yeah. Baseless. Uh, yeah, claims my, my That's all apologies. it was. Yeah. So in a sense, I am excited about it because here's the thing. The masks are off now. There's no more cloak and dagger. There's nobody stabbing you in the back anymore or, you know, uh, the the backroom deals and stuff. Now they're just being blatant and, you know, out in the open about it. And as someone that likes truth, facts, data, information like that, now it's no longer they're hiding. it's It's not guerrilla warfare anymore. Now we have the Axis and the Allies. They're in different uniforms and we know it. Now it makes it easy to stand against stuff. Now it's just a matter of, can we rally the troops to stand against this? Can we get people to stand up and say, yeah, we're not we're not going here? Can we get enough of these construction companies that are wanting to build the keystone pipeline? Can we get enough of them to go in and say, yeah, no, we're going to keep doing it anyway, and we're going to build it. If Canada is willing to, to continue doing business, we'll do it.
0: I don't care what the president says. Well, Bruce, you'd be happy that there is one group of people out there that are standing up and they say that they're not going to take it. They don't want Biden. And this was going on the day of the inauguration. And you ask, well, wait a minute. Uh, I didn't hear anything about crazy right wingers going out into city capitals and protesting Biden. I didn't hear anything about that. It's because they weren't. We don't want Biden. We want revenge. That was the slogan. Abolish the walls. Abolish the prisons. We want abolition. Abolition. That's what they were chanting when they were walking down the street. And I'm talking about a group called Antifa. Oh, yeah. Day of the election. I thought this was their hero. I thought this was their uh, their savior. You know, the Democrat Party and I'm again, I'm not playing party politics. I'm just calling it like I see it. The Democrat Party are supposed to be after they have a clean sweep like they did after they have a clean sweep. Right. House, Senate, presidency after they have a clean sweep. They're supposed to be celebrating, but they're not. Are they? They're not celebrating at all. Now they're turning everybody that stood against them into domestic terrorists. And don't you think for one second that the people that helped bring you to that position aren't going to turn on you? The Antifa mobs are already turning on the Democrat Party. Already. Already. Why? Because you're a bunch of idiots. None of you have any idea what you're doing. None of you do. The mobs always come for you because you're not revolutionary enough. You're a counter-revolutionary in their eyes. These are hardcore revolutionaries, ironclad revolutionaries. You people up there on the Hill are not. You people in the White House are not. You have no idea what you've done. None. Antifa trashes the Democratic Party of Oregon headquarters to mark Biden's inauguration. Why weren't they out there denouncing that? Why, Why wasn't Biden denouncing that? Why weren't the scum in the media showing this? Instead, It's the usual person that's showing it, Andy no, He was out there showing it. He was putting it all over Twitter. He went down to the Democratic headquarters in Portland and showed where Antifa was spraying F Biden all over the side of the building, putting their little Anarchy A up everywhere, smashing the windows out. The police actually had to use tear gas and rubber bullets on him to get him to disperse. I didn't hear that back in the middle of summer when they were trying to burn down the courthouse with people inside of it. Did you? I didn't hear that. All I heard at that time was, "Oh, Trump is using his uh, his stormtroopers like a fascist dictator." That's all I heard. Antifa in Portland, Oregon, continued to protest. Protest, yeah, continued to protest on Wednesday, taking aim at the Democrat Party of Oregon headquarters. Windows and doors were smashed. The building was vandalized with graffiti that reads "F Biden." Of course, it actually says the old word. I just I'm not going to repeat it here. The Oregonian reported that about 200 Antifa activists. Domestic terrorists. You want domestic terrorists right there. There's your domestic terrorists. The Democrat Party has just classified. Hear me on this one. They have just classified me, you, everybody else we have on here, all the listeners, anybody that listens to our stuff. We're all now, according to them, domestic terrorists. Do do you understand how insane these people are? What, because I have a differing of opinions? I'm a domestic terrorist. But see, I understand history. I understand how this works. I I knew that this was coming. I remember telling people 12 years ago, I said, you just wait until they start calling us terrorists. And they laughed at me. Hell, five years ago, people laughed at me. I don't even know if those same people are paying attention now. You turned 75 million people, respectively, into domestic terrorists overnight because they have a differing of opinion. When you start doing that, when you start labeling people domestic terrorists without cause, without reason, just because they're they're your political opposites and you say that you're going to use taxpayer money and put them in prison camps and re-educate them and deprogram them, I have absolutely, positively no respect for you. And I will not, under any circumstances, ever accept someone like you as a person that can be reasoned with. You can't be reasoned with. When I said back in summer when those riots started by the people that are out there turning against the Democrat Party. Now, when I said that, I said, you people on the left, you have no idea what you're allying yourself with. None. Those people will gut you like a fish out in the streets. They don't care. The mobs will come for you. They always do. And it will be of your own doing, not from us. People like us, we're the calm ones. Yes, we sit up here and we shout and we we scream and we rant and we rave about everything because that is our right our birthright to be able to do that, to argue ideas in a free and democratic society. We don't believe in violence. Violence is a last resort when you leave people no other option but to fight for their lives. But see, you can't win on ideas. You can't win on ideas. So you have to stomp on people. You have to make alliances. You know, I, I hear this this stupid bartender that got 4,000 votes in New York, who is now some kind of a, a hailed world leader, up there talking about how they're going to liberate the oppressed. Every fascist and communist dictator of the 20th century said exactly the same thing, and millions of people lost their lives as a result of it. When you say that you're going to quote liberate something, just on the on the premise of that, that right there implies that something is under an occupation, doesn't it? Uh-huh. The US is not under occupation from people that believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. The U.S. is under occupation from insurrectionists from within. Now think about that. Protesters were greeted at Revolution Hall by Portland police officers. Local news reported that Antifa activists grabbed an officer's bike and that police retreated while Antifa threw things at them. Oh, oh, they threw things at us. We got to leave. Where's the water cannons? Where's the tear gas and the rubber bullets? Why weren't you meeting them with that? That's all these people understand. They understand a pushback. That's all they understand. You run from them, they're going to show up at your house. They're going to threaten your wife and your family. That's what they're going to do. They're going to threaten to kill your pets. That's what they do. The group arrived at the Democratic Party headquarters near 4 p.m., at which time, a second protest began at Northeast Portland's Irving Park. Video shot from a helicopter shows that two people were detained by officers at Buckham Field uh, Buckham Field Park during a confrontation. The Portland Police Bureau stated th- that their goals for the day's protests were to protect the rights of free speech and maintain public safety. Is there a right to free speech when they're out there talking about killing you? Is that free speech? I mean, I would argue no. I know we, you, you and I disagree a little bit there on where we draw the lines on free speech, but... Uh, I, I'm sorry. When you're out there and you're threatening to put someone down, well, then that's a threat on someone's life and we just can't have that. So I think at that point, you know, you need to step in. J20. What the hell's J20 or disrupt J20? Can you pull that real quick? What the hell is disrupt J20? Was organized to protest the inauguration of President Donald Trump four years ago. The event has picked up again this year as Antifa and many on the far left do not support President Biden or his administration. See, you're not revolutionary enough. You're never revolutionary enough. If you give these people an inch, I hate to say they'll take a mile, but they'll take an entire continent if you give them an inch. Because what's enough? What's enough to them? J20, it was an organization that
1: protested, protested and attempted to disrupt events of the presidential inauguration of Donald Trump. Okay, so it's exactly what they said, but now it's back under Biden. Yeah, um I mean, I wouldn't call them peaceful protests some of the stuff they're doing. Mostly peaceful? Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it mostly peaceful, some of the stuff that they did. But, uh, you know, in fact, I think some of the footage we've seen, the people screaming in agony and whatnot when they found out that Trump won.
0: Yeah, that was the uh, the uh, feminist f- feminist um, women that were standing out there or something. I, I don't know. I, I remember them screaming, yeah, like adult children or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Several marchers carried banners with messages, including we are ungovernable and a new world from the ashes. You know, these people follow something, and I, I would highly recommend you picking up this book if you're into books and you're into reading. It's a very short read. It's not very um, it's not very long. Uh, it's only about, uh, I want to say about 75, 80 pages, something like that. It's called Burn Down the American Plantation. It's put together by a group called the uh, Revolutionary Abolitionist Movement. And that's who these people are. This is the uh, the mantra that they follow. And uh, in there, if you want to learn what they're all about, then uh, then you'll get that. That's who they've allied themselves with. Also, they're aligned with who the hell are these Boogaloo's? I keep hearing the name Boogaloo. What the hell's a Boogaloo? You, you did some looking into them.
1: Yeah. So Boogaloo is the media is saying that they're right wing, but they're not.
0: They're anarchists as well. So they look like they need to go on a diet and put down the sodas. That's what they look like. yeah.
1: I don't know if they're the anarcho capitalists, which are basically they want a capitalist system and government out of the way, well, essentially no government, and everything to be ran by corporations more or less. Terrible idea personally. Uh, I still think we need government. i'm I'm against government, yes, but not to that level. I still agree we need some kind of order.
0: Yeah, you got to have you got to have law and order. Well, I mean, we can self govern at the local level, but we still need to have something at the at the federal level. But it needs to be very limited and very small. Agreed. So more or less, they're somewhat militarized.
1: If you want to use the terminology of the media, they do protests or events where uh, they're wearing, you know, body armor, they have firearms and whatnot. Second Amendment, right? Nothing wrong with that. Nonetheless, you know, some of them I've seen videos of them. (laughs) out there uh, organizing for a protest. And you can tell they're internet nerds because some of the stuff they were... One of the videos was talking about what radio frequency they were using. And it was a meme. So, I mean, it's just... Okay. So they hang out on the 4chan boards. Yeah, probably 4chan and 8chan before it was shut down. Honestly, my opinion on them is they may be capitalists in a sense, but as far as American left and right, I I would say they're more left...
0: All right, so yeah, all right, the the Boogaloo boys, got gotcha. you. Very interesting group of people, but I, I suppose they're the ones that are out there now posing as uh, as proud boys at the state capitals, taking pictures and showing up with ARs Could and be. all that stuff. Yeah, it's them. Could be. It
1: might. It might also be Antifa. I know Antifa and BLM were in uh, various locations uh, getting firearms training towards the end of last year. I've seen them at firing ranges and whatnot. And it's clear they're BLM because of the the attire they're wearing. You know, it's the BLM and the the Antifa guys have the anarchist stuff and, you know, they identify as it
0: and you can find them on their website could easily be one of them. Speaking of BLM and Antifa, Antifa especially, uh, they were responsible largely for that takeover in the downtown area of Seattle called CHOP. And I remember them, you know, that was supposed to be the summer of love. Yeah, I I remember Mm -hmm. that. It was supposed to be the summer of love. And it turned into, well, it was a nightmare. Uh, We saw a lot of CCTV footage that was pretty horrible. Uh, We saw some people that were getting shot. And finally, they went in, you know, shut it down. But not before there was some planning done, right? Now the the warlord that was down there, Roz, you know the uh, the rapper that they took out of there, screaming and crying. Yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the warlord, you know, because he was he was the warlord. He was in charge. You see, he he was the leader of that community, and they took him out of there, kicking and screaming and crying like a like a child, which I thought was hilarious. Where is he, by the way? I don't know. He
1: committed a, uh, some federal crimes there and was a part of some murders and rapes
0: and uh, handing out weapons to minors. And- well, it's entirely possible the Biden administration could be working on a pardon for him as we speak. I'm just saying. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm just saying. By the way, I have one thing to report on that before we get to the BLM. Speaking of BLM, before we get to the Chaz area, before we get to that, because I want to talk about that, because you dug into something interesting on that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about a list of demands that BLM, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, they've sent a list of demands to the Biden administration, and it's a list of 10 things that they want. Now, they don't go into detail about what any of this stuff is, but I think it pretty much speaks for itself, to be honest. So uh, here's what they want, starting from one to 10. Number one, they want reparations, but they don't say how much or how, they just, they want reparations, which some states and some locales are already doing that. They're working on that. Number two, they want no bail, right? So that, that's been put forth by every Soros DA across the country that he's elected as to end cash bail and end bail. Okay. No bail. That means when you get sent <laughs> yeah, to prison, no ba- yeah, no you're bail. There yeah, no bail until court. <laughs> you're remanded. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Number three, release all prostitutes from jail. Number four, no death penalty. Biden says he's going to get rid of the death penalty anyway, but that's not a federal issue. That's a state thing. Yeah, he can get rid of the
1: death penalty for federal crimes, except for treason, and that's it. I mean, if a state
0: wants to do it, it's on the state. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we also have the death penalty for the Coinage Act still in there. We've never actually got oh, yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number five, they want free education. Uh, I don't know where you guys have been, but we've already got it. Uh, uh, just- I wonder if they're meaning like college. Oh, free college. Oh, well, yeah. You know, see, that's fine. That, I guess that's where Bernie comes in. You know, Bernie Bernie was out there the other day at, or yesterday at the uh, the inauguration. Do you see the coat he had on? He was wearing that uh, the same coat of, uh, I'm once again asking for your help. <laughs> yeah. And now there are memes floating around everywhere of him. Like there was one on his, or one of him on a roller coaster I saw earlier. Uh, There's one of him sitting on the, uh, the Game of Thrones throne or whatever it was. Uh, there was another one of him sitting around a campfire with some people. And uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, he did it to himself. Number six, they want free health care. So we kind of already do have free health care.
1: Well, no. Medicaid, Medicare, yeah. Medicaid, Medicare, but it's not free uh, because... The taxpayer still pays for it. Well, same thing with education. Taxpayers pay for
0: it. See, none of this stuff is free. free. None of this stuff is free. You you can't just, you know. I had okay. Let me put it this way. I I went to college with a guy who later became a deacon for a Catholic church. Now I'm not. We're not going to get into all the Catholic stuff, okay? But the deacons for the Catholic church they manage the charities and do all the charity work and everything, and they're they're responsible for the finances and all that stuff over the church, okay? And when I asked him, when I saw him last, when I asked him, I said, how is it managing all that free stuff? How, how is it managing all that stuff? And he looked at me and he said very specifically, and I will never forget these words. He says, there is nothing in this world that is more expensive than free. That's coming from a church man. Number seven, defund the police. It's funny, Antifa's asking for the same thing. They were out there chanting and holding up signs saying defund the police. Number eight, cut the military budget. How much more do you want to cut? Okay. How, how much more do you want to cut? When Trump took office, you know, the, uh, uh, the one of the joint chiefs of the Navy came up to him and said, uh, Mr. President, we don't have any ammunition. And he said, what? He said, well, we, we don't have any ammunition. What do you mean we don't have any ammunition? We have no ammunition in our guns. None. And Trump said, you keep that quiet. And you know what? Now the military's got more ammunition than they know what to do with. Cut the military budget. Go fly a kite. Military budget. Let me explain. All right. So, uh, and I, uh, you can, we can go back and forth about this and I'm not going to do it now, but some people argue that we shouldn't even have a standing military. We should only maintain a Navy and that's it. But that's a discussion for another day. That's a discussion for another day because apparently the Navy is the only thing in the constitution. And yeah, that's it because the militia we're supposed to be that our gun culture is supposed to be for defense of the nation. Yeah, but we're not supposed to be involved in anything else. But again, that's a discussion for another day. But I am for ending all that foreign war stuff. I'm for that. I was never for those wars in the first place. I thought they were ridiculous. They were a waste of time. And it's proven to be true. Trump has not gone to war. He withdrew everyone, bringing everybody home and and defending the U.S. and not being involved in other parts of the world except for maintaining stability. Well, then how is that not cutting the military budget? We're not spending money overseas. We're spending it domestically for all these programs you want. Then that money's available to spend elsewhere. Basically, when they say cut the military budget, they want to abolish the military because they want to become it. That's what it is. Same thing with the police. They don't want to defund the police. They want to become the police. They want to own the police. They want their secret police, which they're calling for now. They need a secret police to hunt down those domestic terrorists because they pose a bigger threat. See, I thought it was the Russians. We've been told for the last four years it was the Russians, right? Now what? All of a sudden, well, we don't have... No, it's not the Russians anymore. Now it's you Trump supporters, you people that are, that are out there waving American flags. And they've already begun it.
1: They, um... Oh, yeah. Democrats, they they pushed for, what is it? Democratic House Oversight Committee. They're asking the FBI to
0: investigate Parler. It's in relation really, for to what? the Capitol riot and... Ties uh, because, because most of that organization was done on Facebook, I might add. Yeah, Facebook and Twitter. Number nine, they want a redistribution of wealth... They don't say how much but I would assume that it's along the lines of the founder of BET, whatever he said, you know, the bold plan for 400 or 14 trillion. That was reparations, wasn't it? Yeah, that was reparations, you're right. Yeah, I'm wrong on that one. Uh redistribution of wealth. Well, it's the same thing really, isn't it? Same thing, yeah, more or less. Uh number 10. Publicly financed campaigns. So, uh, I'm I'm confused on that one. Okay, uh, you want publicly financed campaigns for political candidates, which I'm oddly I'm not against that. I think we need to cut out all the corporate stuff, yeah, I, I agree we if, that's have mean, if that's what they mean if that's what they mean. but I have a feeling
1: that's not what they mean because they're they're great about the um double speak
0: yeah and and they also like I get kind of I get kind of uh, concerned when I see a a a, a, a political movement. That's also a social movement saying that they want publicly financed. When you see the word public, it's like the government using the word public. That's that's not public. That's government run and government sanctioned uh, is all that is. Yeah. So a public funded that might be like your super PAC has to be approved by the government. You have to be licensed. Right. Right. So only only then they can take things anonymously because super PACs are anonymous donations. Right. Largely. Those are for like the big donors, like the big, big donors. Yeah. I think so, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Chop. So, where is the connection between the Seattle city officials and the warlord Raz from the Seattle Chop? What's what's the connection? What would you find? They were texting
1: each other. So, during the time that Chop existed, uh the officials
0: were texting and organizing together. Interesting. So uh, th- I'm confused. So the, like th- these are city officials or these were police officials that he was coordinating with? It says local officials. So I would I would
1: assume both. This one looks like it is police because it's uh, th- they're saying chief uh, in the in the, the message. Basically, one of them said and, and one of the text message. This is what they said. Roz, I just got word that four people just broke it, uh, the door at SPD and enter the building. A way to keep SPD out of the space is to secure that building during the protest. Can you guys work with us on that? They said also let Roz know East Precinct. They disabled the door lock so they can't be locked. Uh, okay. All right. So those were officials, city officials. Th- that were
0: those are exiting. city officials. All right. Here's the thing. We already know where the Seattle city council stands on a lot of issues. We know where the Seattle justice system, if you want to call it that, stands on a lot of issues. We know where the mayor's office, Mayor Durkin's office, we know where she stands. So I don't discount any of that. I fully believe that that's, uh, that that's accurate. Because, I mean, if you look at those people, when, when that happened, that was, again, she's the one that said that's supposed to be the summer of love. You know, some old commie hippie that's out there smoking dope on the quad or something, right? That's, that's what she was behaving like. The police chief at the time, Carmen Best, at least... She had enough of uh, enough of a spine to come out and say, we didn't want to give up any of this. We were told to. We didn't want to pull back. So I don't hold her responsible. She was doing her job and a damn good one at that. She was a fantastic police chief out there, but they ran her out of town. And to be honest with you, I hope that she can come back and run for mayor. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if there's any way to save that town.
1: The chief here is not police chief, by the way.
0: No, I didn't think so because it it was Chief Best at the time and she's not there anymore.
1: Yeah, she's not. Yeah, this was Harold Scoggins, I think is the name. That is the fire chief.
0: (laughs) The fire chief. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Stephanie Formas is one of the ones texting and also a Mike. I don't know who the Mike is. Uh,
0: Mike. Oh, Mike Fong, F-O-N-G. That's deputy mayor. I was going to say I know that name. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is a coordination between some of the bureaucracy. Okay. So now I see why they ran best out there because out of there cuz she wasn't part of that. She, she wasn't part of that. The city council, yeah. the mayor's office, the fire department, and probably the lower ranks of the administrative part of the police department are all in on this. The prosecutor's office, the justice system, the DA's office, all the rest of that. That's how dirty these people are. Go. And you know what? Go. There's two documentaries. Go, go to YouTube. I know that you know YouTube is a horrible thing at the moment, but believe me, you can't get them anywhere else. Go to YouTube and watch the two documentaries that they have on the city of Seattle watch those two documentaries. They're fantastic documentaries. They're very well done. And it describes what's happening in that city. It describes the, the people that are living in that city out in the streets and what's not being done about it, what the attitude is like in the justice system within the city, it's worth a look. It's worth a look. Believe me, it's it's worth your time. Go watch those two do- those two documentaries on uh, uh, on YouTube on uh, the city of Seattle. One's called Seattle's Dying, and the other one is uh, Seattle's Fighting for Its Soul, or something like that. I don't know, but they're very well done. Uh, it's done by the local news agency that's out there. I think it's the local. Um, Uh, uh, ABC affiliate, I think, or CBS affiliate. I'm not sure, but they're very well done. They're very well done.
1: Real quick, Stephanie Formas is the Seattle mayor, uh, chief of staff. Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, Okay. Let's spend a couple of minutes here on... Wouldn't you know it? This this is just, this is fantastic. An hour after Joe Biden was inaugurated, not only did you start to see some things out of, say, for example, like the state of Arizona saying, oh, yes, we'll release all of our voter information now that your guy's in. Yeah. Now that your guy's in, now you'll release all of it. Sure. That's fine. But oddly enough, Yeah, I don't believe it either. But uh, oddly enough, another organization came out yesterday and decided that they were going to make a public statement on something that we've been screaming about for quite some time. The World Health Organization warns that PCR COVID tests are more likely to give false positives. Really? Hmm. How convenient? How convenient is that? We have shut down the Western world. We have wrecked our economies. People are like the, the suicide, the mental damage, the suicides are off the charts, the anxiety, the stress, the hopelessness, the despair, the divorce rights, kids losing their education, people losing their opportunities to, to go into professional or college sports or high school sports. It's all gone. You you have speaking of sports, you have a certain window of opportunity and it's a very small window at that to advance yourself. And if you don't do that, you lose it. And if you spent all your life working to get to that one shot to advance yourself and put yourself on a on a track to become a professional athlete you lost it that's who these people are all these people in these governments that have gone along with all this because all this great reset garbage that's who these people are they're going to steal your life away they've stolen your life away they've stolen your life and now you've got to take it back from them the world health organization issued a notice on wednesday warning medical professionals to follow Instructions of PCR tests for coronaviruses to avoid getting false positive results. Why weren't you saying that a year ago? China's been open for almost a year. We've been closed. I saw an interesting headliner article today. China's made a fantastic breakthrough on a new electric car. Huh. It's amazing how they can just continue to manufacture and do things like that. That's because their PCR tests are set to zero, ours are set to 45. The notice was released only an hour after President Joe Biden was sworn into office leading some observers to question the timing of the release. Gee, you think? If the PCR tests are resulting in false positives and that information is now used to mitigate the larger positivity numbers, the number of cases will begin to drop. You think? Like by, oh, I don't know, 97% maybe? Literally one hour. After Biden takes the oath of office, the WHO admits the PCR testing at high amplification rates alters the predictive value of the test and the results in a huge number of false positives and results in a huge number of false positives.
1: Yeah. Ironic, isn't it, that it uh, they had to wait till after the inauguration to say exactly uh-huh. what
0: we have been saying the entire time
1: uh-huh. and after we've destroyed our economies? No, no. After they have destroyed our economies. Mm. I, I agree with your sentiment, but at the same
0: time, okay, it's all right. the American people's
1: fault as well. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. And, and it's the Europeans fault for going along with it. All right. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, and you think, oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Now that those are going to come in now that that's there, oh, we're going to reopen. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. As a matter of fact, number 10 Downing Street in the UK says, oh, it's possible these could go on until summer. Hmm. Now, see, you've already gotten yourself into the honey trap. Now you're going to have to fight your way out of it. The new guidance states that the WHO reminds users that the disease prevalence alters the predictive value of the test results as disease prevalence decreases, the risk of false positives increase. The notice reads, this means that the probability that a person who has a positive result is truly infected with SARS-CoV-2, and it decreases as prevalence decreases, irrespective of the claimed specificity. It's a lot of nice talk. Basically, what they're saying is is the higher you set these things to, the more likely you're going to have a false positive because they're not looking for a virus at that point. As Bruce said, they're looking for, well, and, and GP said many times, they're looking for genetic material or an artifact. So it could be Anything that's or, or a a fraction, you know, a, a fractured piece of something. That's what they're looking for. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah. You you're, you test positive, but um, yeah, uh, you're asymptomatic. Turns everybody into a suspect. Turns everybody against each other. These are sick, evil people, as we've been saying from the start.
1: And you want to know something to expand upon how malicious these people are? Anthony Fauci and Burks, Deborah Burks. Is it Deborah? I think it's Deborah. Yeah, Deborah they, Scarf, Lady Burks. Yeah, yeah. They both knew this they both knew about the pcr tests in fact the creator of the pcr test had warned about this kind of a thing and uh this was years ago by the way um but they knew this they knew that psych- doing a higher cycle rate for the the pcr test would show false positives and yet where where were they on that no they were just encouraging the idea of asymptomatic right, right. they were they were encouraging the bit saying well, you're asymptomatic. Then uh, you know you can. You might spread it and not know you spread it. That's not how viruses work. That's not. Uh, we have years of understanding of how viruses work before this, and yet there. This is supposed to be their profession. This is supposed to be their fields, and yet um, they were lying to us the entire time. So no, they knew. They knew the lies they were telling us, and they intentionally told it to us. And now you have Fauci as the. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, the Liaison forward. liaison. Thank you. He's the liaison to uh, the WHO. And another thing, which I was made privy of this recently, I, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. The the reason Burks was in there was because Pence appointed her. So my opinion of Pence over the last few months has um, gone down pretty rapidly. I'm sure he's you know a nice guy and well principled and blah blah blah, decent looking guy for his age, so on and so forth. I I, he's not if he runs for any political office. um, I don't
0: care if it's Bernie Sanders versus him. I just won't vote. I'm not going to vote for him. See, this is why we left the World Health Organization in the first place. So we wouldn't have to be listening to scum like this. And so now they're all back in there. They all got themselves a nice cushy job. Fauci got himself a promotion. Oh, yeah. So wait a minute. Does this mean he's not at the NIH anymore or is he holding a dual position now? That's a good question. I, I don't know if he is. I don't know if this is technically
1: an upgrade or side grade or promotion or whatever, uh, or if this is a, I'm, I'm not really sure what, honestly, I, I imagine he probably, he probably doesn't have that appointment anymore at the NIH. I'm, I'm sure whoever oh, Biden appointed as the head of the NIH, it'll be somebody else. And he, being as this is going to be direct interaction with China, he'll be able to line his pockets with uh, dealings with China as he's already in good with China because of the uh, benefits that he gave them you know, with the Wuhan lab and gain of yeah. function research and all that and 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 the money he actually gave millions through the NIH to China. So but hey, I'm hey, sure it's on their side.
0: Hey, now, and of course, he's, he's making all this money off of the vaccine where he's got investments with Gates and all the rest of them. I mean, it, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's no conflict of interest there. But hey, if you get the vaccine, Bruce, you get a free bag of weed. Doesn't that interest you? Where do I sign up? Oddly enough, uh, Washington, (laughs) D.C. We've already got enough criminals
1: in Washington, D.C. Why do we need to encourage others to start doing illicit drugs?
0: Well, one of the biggest proponents of decriminalizing weed in the United States, George Soros. Because if you're stoned and in this fog of of unknowingness and you don't give a damn and you're numb to the world, then you're not going to fight back, are you? All right, we're out of time today, so it's been a fascinating conversation as always. But uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, we will be on tomorrow, but we will not be on here. We will be on our Telegram channel. If you have not joined our Telegram channel, we would encourage you to do so. We will be putting out an exclusive podcast over there tomorrow, uh, and we will be doing that on a regular basis. And those podcasts will not come out here; they will only be in there. So, if you want that extra content, if you want to. Uh, if you want to hear if you want to hear Bruce and, uh, and Marty with their expanded vocabularies, then you're going to have to uh, sign up for our Telegram channel. So uh, I would recommend that you do so because they're talking about bringing lawsuits. Well, actually, there is a lawsuit uh, against Telegram at the moment to have it removed from the App Store. So I would recommend you go get it. Get yourself signed up. Join our channel. Search for Dynamic, search for dynamic Independence and we'll pop right up. Just go ahead and join us. And you will get not only all of our podcasts from, uh, from here, you will also get our exclusives in there as well, uh, which we'll be coming out with those when we can, uh, but minimum once a week. At least that's what we're hoping, depending on how crazy all this gets. But anyway, uh, yes, uh, join our Telegram channel. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at, tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we'd appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast for the time being. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you could give us a rating on whatever respective platform you listen to us on, that would be fantastic. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, thanks for sitting down today. Uh, I think that'll do it for today. And I will see you on the exclusive podcast tomorrow. For those that tune in, happy to have you there. For the rest of you that are not tuned in and not subscribed on our telegram channel yet again free to do so we will see you all on monday have a great weekend